Welcome to the February 16th, 2023 podcast of Wisdom Today. Hello, my name is Bill Kelly and I'll be your host today. Today we'll be going over Proverbs 16, but before we begin, let's open in prayer. Father God, I pray that as your Spirit speaks today and I speak the Word of God, that people will hear and understand what it is you have for them today. In Jesus' name, amen. This is Proverbs 16, beginning in verse 1. The preparations of the heart belong to man, but the answer of the tongue is from the Lord. All the ways of a man are pure in his own eyes, but the Lord weighs the spirits. Commit your works to the Lord, and your thoughts will be established. The Lord has made all for himself, yes, even the wicked, for the day of doom. Everyone proud in heart is an abomination to the Lord. Though they join forces, none will go unpunished. In mercy and truth, atonement is provided for iniquity, and by the fear of the Lord, one departs from evil. When a man's ways please the Lord, he makes even his enemies be at peace with him. Better is a little with righteousness than vast revenues without justice. A man's heart plans his way, but the Lord directs his steps. Divination is on the lips of the king. His mouth must not transgress in judgment. Honest weights and scales are the Lord's. All the weights in the bag are his work. It is an abomination for kings to commit wickedness, for a throne is established by righteousness. Righteous lips are the delight of kings, and they love him who speaks what is right. As messengers of death is the king's wrath but a wise man will appease it. In the light of the king's face is life, and his favor is like a cloud of the latter rain. How much better to get wisdom than gold, and to get understanding is to be chosen rather than silver. The highway of the upright is to depart from evil. He who keeps his way preserves his soul. Pride goes before destruction, and a haughty spirit before a fall. Better to be of a humble spirit with the lowly than to divide the spoil with the proud. He who heeds the word wisely will find good, and whoever trusts in the Lord, happy is he. The wise in heart will be called prudent, and sweetness of the lips increases learning. Understanding is a wellspring of life to him who has it, but the correction of fools is folly. The heart of the wise teaches his mouth and adds learning to his lips. Pleasant words are like a honeycomb, sweetness to the soul and health to the bones. There is a way that seems right to a man, but its end is the way of death. 
The person who labors, labors for himself, for his hungry mouth drives him on. An ungodly man digs up evil, and it is on his lips like a burning fire. A perverse man sows strife, and a whisperer separates the best of friends. A violent man entices his neighbor and leads him in a way that is not good. He winks his eye to devise perverse things. He pursues his lips and brings about evil. The silver-haired head is a crown of glory if it is found in the way of righteousness. He who is slow to anger is better than the mighty, and he who rules his spirit than he who takes a city. The lot is cast into the lap, but its every decision is from the Lord. Friends, today I'm going to take a closer look at verse 23, and I'm going to look at this, first of all, in the New King James Version, and then I'm going to look at a slightly different twist in the New Living. So first of all, the New King James. It says, The heart of the wise teaches his mouth and adds learning to his lips. There is a verse in Proverbs 23.7 that says, Out of the heart the mouth speaks. I want you to think about that. Friends, what you have in your heart, that is what you truly, truly believe. And whatever is really in your heart is what's going to come out of your mouth. Now let's look at the New Living Translation. And this is a little bit different, but this is very clear as well. It says, From a wise mind comes wise speech. The words of the wise are persuasive. So that goes hand in hand with what I just said. Whatever is truly in your heart is what you truly believe, and whatever you truly believe is what is going to come out of your mouth. Today, I'm going to continue on my study in humility. Yesterday, we began with Noah in the Old Testament, and today we are going to introduce you to a character called Job. Now, Job is an interesting character, and the book of Job many consider to be actually the oldest book in the Bible, and it's a little bit unclear by historians exactly when Job lived. But most people agree that he lived about the time of Abraham. So I am going to say that he lived about 2200 BC. So if you add 2200 to 2200, we're going to say about 4,500 years ago. And we're going to find out that Job has a lot of wisdom. He also had a lot of faith in God but I am going to present a case that he also walked in humility. So we are going to discuss five things today that I would like for you to consider in Job. Number one, Job is faithful. 
we are going to begin Job chapter 1, beginning in verse 6. Now there was a day when the sons of God came to present themselves before the Lord, and Satan also came among them. And the Lord said to Satan, From where do you come? So Satan answered the Lord and said, From going to and fro on the earth, and from walking back and forth on it. Then the Lord said to Satan, Have you considered my servant Job, that there is nothing like him on the earth, a blameless and upright man, one who fears God and shuns evil? So Satan answered the Lord and said, Does Job fear God for nothing? Have you not made a hedge around him, around his household, and around all that he has on every side? You have blessed the work of his hands, and his possessions have increased in the land. But now stretch out your hand and touch all that he has, and he will surely curse you to your face. And the Lord said to Satan, Behold, all that he has is in your power, only do not lay a hand on his person. So Satan went out from the presence of the Lord. As we continue Job chapter 1, we find out that over the course of the next few verses, Job loses everything. He has ten children, and every one of them are killed. In addition, all of his herds, all of his material possessions are taken away from him. So this is an opportunity for to find out what is the true character of Job. And I want you to close your eyes for just a minute and imagine how you would feel if your wife or your husband and all your kids, all your possessions are totally destroyed and you are left without nothing. Let's take a peek at verse 20 and see how Job reacts. Then Job arose, tore his robe, and shaved his head, and he fell to the ground and worshipped and said, Naked I came from my mother's womb, and naked shall I return there. The Lord gave, and the Lord has taken away. Blessed be the name of the Lord. Friends, Job was faithful to God. Now, let's look at chapter 2. Now, what happens at chapter 2 is Satan comes back to God. And God says, have you considered my servant Job? And Satan says, what about his health? What if I touch his body and make him so his body is no longer working and capable of working and behaving the way that it usually does. Let's go to chapter 2 of Job, beginning in verse 7. So Satan went out from the presence of the Lord and struck Job with painful boils from the sole of his foot to the crown of his head. And he took for himself a potsherd with which to scrape himself while he sat in the midst of the ashes. And his wife said to him, Do you still hold fast to your integrity? 
curse God and die. But he said to her, You speak as one of the foolish women speaks. Shall we indeed accept good from God, and shall we not accept adversity? In all this, Job did not sin with his lips. What we find in the book of Job is that we live in a fallen world. And ever since the very beginning of Genesis in chapter 3, when Adam and Eve were tempted by the serpent and they basically turned their back on God and believed the lie the serpent told them, we have been born into sin. And that is why Jesus had to come. But man's very nature is evil. We also find out throughout the book of Job that sometimes bad things happen to good people, and sometimes good things happen to bad people. And there's something we just have to deal with, and that's one of the questions we will not find out until we actually get to heaven, and we, we will find out about everything then. But let's continue with number three. Job maintains his integrity. So I'm going to quickly tell you that between the second chapter and all the way through chapter 26, three of Job's closest friends come to him and explain to him that all of these things have happened to him because he is in sin. And many churches still believe in this, and that if something happens to a person, if they come upon a health issue, some people actually say, well, God brought this on you to teach you a lesson. Friends, that is not the God we have. And Job continues to maintain his integrity. But let's look at verses 2 through 8 in chapter 27. As God lives, who has taken away my justice, and the Almighty, who has made my soul bitter, as long as my breath is in me, and the breath of God in my nostrils, my lips will not speak wickedness, nor my tongue utter deceit. Far be it from me that I should say you are right. Till I die, I will not put away my integrity from me. My righteousness I hold fast and will not let it go. My heart shall not reproach me as long as I live. What I really like about Job is that he went to God. And friends, this is a lesson that we can learn from this. God wants all of his children to come to him and ask him questions. And if we argue with God, so be it. As long as we understand that God is going to always be right, regardless of what we think. And God is higher than we are, his thoughts are higher than we are, and everything he does is better than us. Number four, Job yields to God. So basically what has happened in chapters 38 and 39 is God 
goes into Job's face and asks him, If you think you know it all, where were you when I created the earth? Where were you when I made storms? Where were you when I did this? Where were you when I did this? And so Job is finally going to yield. And I want you to listen to chapter 40, verses 3 through 5. Then Job answered the Lord and said, Behold, I am vile. What shall I answer you? I lay my hand over my mouth. Once I have spoken, but I will not answer. Yes, twice, but I will proceed no further. So God continues to talk to Job, and he sits there and he makes Job finally realize that God and not Job, is the creator of the universe. I want you to listen to Job yielding in humility to God, beginning in chapter 42, verse 1. Then Job answered the Lord and said, I know that you can do everything, and that no purpose of yours can be withheld from you. You asked, who is this who hides counsel without knowledge? Therefore, I have uttered what I did not understand, things too wonderful for me which I did not know. Listen, please, and let me speak. You said, I will question you, and you shall answer me. I have heard of you by the hearing of the ear, but now my eye sees you. Therefore, I abhor myself and repent in dust and ashes. And friends, when Job finally humbled himself before God, God restored Job everything he had lost. As we close out the last chapter of Job, chapter 42, it says that Job was given twice what he originally had. Friends, that is the God that we serve. If we humble ourselves before him, we will be blessed. Friends, my call to action is very simple today. I ask that you close your eyes and say a simple prayer to God and ask God to give you the grace to humble yourself before Him and ask Him anything that is in your life that you need to change. The suggested scripture reading for today, I would like for you to simply read one chapter, and that is the last chapter of Job, chapter 42, I believe it will really speak to you. I will never end a podcast without giving anyone an opportunity to receive Jesus as their Lord and Savior. If there is anyone listening today and you have never taken that step, I ask you to repeat a simple prayer after me today. Father God, thank you for sending your son Jesus to earth. Jesus, thank you that you were willing to come to earth 
and die on a cross so that all of my sins would be forgiven. Jesus, I am a sinner, and I ask that you forgive me of all my sins. Thank you that you have done that when you died on that cross. I need your help. I ask that you come into my heart. I ask that you lead me and guide me from this point forward. In Jesus' name, amen. Friends, if any of you repeated that prayer, or if you have any questions at all, reach out to me on my Facebook page at Bill Kelly, K-E-L-L-E-Y, and if you have any specific questions, reach out to me on Messenger, and I'll get back with you as soon as I can. Now may the Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face shine upon you and be gracious to you. The Lord lift up his countenance upon you and give you peace. Friends, please join me again tomorrow as we close out the week with wisdom today.